knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. If you're an outdoorsman, then you're a storyteller. You really can't help it. The fish was this big. The deer, it, it came out of nowhere. When we get home from our adventures, people want to know what happened. And we like to tell them. That puts responsibility on us to be a good storyteller. Sometimes we're blessed with a good story. We come home and the fish was the biggest fish we've ever caught. And it jumped out of the water three different times. It was amazing. Or this big old buck. I'd only ever seen him once before. He comes out of the mist and there he is 30 yards in front of me. Those stories are easy to tell. But that doesn't always happen. In fact, we know more often than not, we come home empty-handed. We didn't catch anything. Maybe we went out, we spent all week long hunting. Went from one spot to another and moved and changed with the conditions. Only to come home empty-handed. We fished all morning long. We woke up at the crack of dawn. We waded out into our chest. No bites. And yet, when we come home, we still want to tell that story. We still want to talk about what happened. But those stories are harder to tell. So how can we do it? How can we tell a story no matter what happened? Growing up, I was always fascinated by the legend of Paul Bunyan. It's kind of a funny story. You see, we have this giant of a man. He's incredible at what he does. He's mastered his craft. He's likable. He's got an awesome sidekick. People want to have him over and cook pancakes for him. He's just an iconic figure. And in the end, he's a loser. He gets defeated by this little snidely whiplash character who rolls into town and uses technology. How is that story ever popular? The good guy that everybody loves loses. I think it's because we all lose a lot. We all go out. We spend time and we come back with nothing. And we can relate to Paul. You see, suddenly this giant of a man becomes just like you and me. The fact that Paul Bunyan lost is what makes it a good story. If he kept on winning, he'd be like that school jock, the quarterback who gets the cute girl and gets into the good college and becomes an investment banker. Nobody wants to hear about him. We're sick of him. (laughs) But because this amazing guy who gave it his all lost and gets sent packing well we relate to that today we're going to tell our story from our trip our annual trip to Rhode Island where we venture out into the open ocean not quite but we go out and we try to catch 
fish to bring home for dinner. And I'll just break it to you now. We were losers. The world that we live in is a crazy place, but you and me, we can each make it a little better. We can live a more sustainable life. We can become more self-sufficient. And we can get more connected with the planet around us. And we can do all of this together. So everybody, cozy up. It's time for another episode of Homesteading. The story of Paul Bunyan is told in a classic manner with a character arc. A character arc is a tool that writers will use to tell a story about a particular character. So picture yourself an arc like a rainbow, and it's divided up into three sections, the beginning, the middle, and the end. They refer to these as acts. In the beginning of the story of Paul Bunyan, you'll learn about what he can do, who he is, what people think of him, how many pancakes he eats. In the middle, you find out this confrontation he's up against, and then in the ending, well, you know what happens. Lots of great stories are told in this fashion. Today we're going to talk about an outdoor story. How we can tell a good outdoor story, even if we are a loser. Each act has a different job. Act 1, that sets the stage. You get to meet your characters, find out who the protagonist is, and find out what they're after. What is the whole purpose of this story? So, without further ado, Act 1. And we'll just call it day one. Hey, everybody. It's 4.30. And I'm about to get the boat ready. Captain's got to get up first and get the boat ready for everybody. It's still dark and it's pretty cold this morning. First morning out. Hoping for a big bass. So did you catch that? Pretty quickly, our story has developed a possible protagonist, if I might say so myself, and also a mission. Pretty simple. Want to catch a big bass. Now, Act 1 is also going to establish the other characters of the story. So I'm making a live podcast of the morning. Folks, say hi to Brooksy, my brother-in-law. He's my favorite brother-in-law. And here's Mike, the accountant's wife. Hi. Leanna. Hi. <laughs> Michael. Austin is recording. Don't say anything. There's accountant Mike, everybody. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's five in the morning, and we're going fishing. All right. The boat is loaded. We have Brooks at the, is it helm or mast, Ulch? Your dad uh, was in helm. the Coast Guard. Yeah. He's at the helm. We have no mast. It's a motorboat. <laughs> oh, that's not the opposite mast of helm? It's a big thing that goes up and oh boy. sails on it. <laughs> well, then we're in trouble. We, where do we get a mast? Captain. Dude, you stink as a captain's log. I told you, give me this thing. I'm All a right. captain. There it is. All right. Stardate. <laughs> Stardate today, captain's log. Day one today, it is Tuesday in the morning. It is overcast with a high chance of fish. Now that you've met our entire cast of characters the next job that the first act of the story needs to do is to convey an idea of the world that they live in all right morning number one i just realized that i forgot to pack one of the tackle boxes austin's been fired 
<laughs> They've catch, thrown me overboard. Captain Mike has fired him immediately. <laughs> I, I don't really know what he's doing. And here we go. There's also a beautiful sunrise. <laughs> okay, we've arrived to the fishing grounds. Leanna's already been stuck twice. Not because she's a girl, but because of science. Science! Brooks is stuck too for equality. I get to take your joke because I wasn't recording the first time. There's a striper right there, Brooks. See that? You can tell it's all fun and games until the fish show up. This is one of the biggest problems outdoorsmen have. We put so much stress on success, and what we consider success is bringing something back to eat. Now, given when you're out there trying to catch something for the table, there's a lot of pressure to be successful. You come back to the cabin and everybody says, ah, did you get one? But we should just enjoy the time out. We should enjoy the time away. Captain's log, day one, approximately hour and a half in. No success yet. Many people are fishing. And by many people, I mostly mean the four of us. We are fishing from this boat. There are actually literally no other people, which is potentially a bad sign. At this point in our arc, we should have established what we're up against. You're trying to get food from the wild, and the wild doesn't always cooperate. You're up against your own self. After fishing for two or three hours with a lack of sleep, you start to get bored. Red, the blood of angry men. <laughs> Black. I don't know that one. Fancy. Oh, this is so really boring. I'm so glad that I got up early to come out. Start bickering with one another. Captain's log, day one. Not the captain! You really want to just give up and go get pastries. Accountant Mike is going for coffee. These are all the problems that our protagonist is facing. And, could there be a villain? The mutiny has been quelled. (laughs) I'm back to captain again. The driver has been given a small promotion to keep him happy. The what? He's Ensign Grade 3. I think it'll keep him quiet for a while. I think I'm a Benson. I don't know what that is. He's a Benson burner. Benson? <laughs> <laughs> You're glad, bro. I'm a glad, bro. Yeah, because I'm happy. Totally. For real. <laughs> Captain Mike is going to go back in time and thumbs down the fishing go back episode. Back in time. Black three, where he's like, Dude, we gotta go back in time. <laughs> You're like, go get get out of the theater. I don't want to see the credits. You go back when there was no Pitbull. Yes. <laughs> That's the time I want to go. The guy's to name is Pitbull. Pitbull? That's so stupid. Yeah. Oh my god. Mike what is with rappers culture? and like not having um, not rapper, good names a, anymore? Uh, oh. What is a good rapper name? I don't know. I mean, like a Tribe Called Quest was great. Q-tip? That was good. Yeah. Come on. Q-tip. I don't know. Yeah, why is Q-Tip a good rapper? Oh, I think it's a good rapper. Better than Pitbull. That's so dumb. Just come name him like Dotson or something. Well, okay, let's step back from this for a minute. Rap music. Right. Right? The name Pitbull versus the name Q-Tip. Ooh. And I you... Got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, Yay! Brooks has got a fish! We should be GoProing this. Hold on, Brooks. You can see the effect of just catching one little fish. The morale goes from baseline, hardly there, quickly skyrockets, and we're talking about a little snapper blue. 
This morale boost was quickly ended when the thing bit my finger. That said, I received little to no moral support. <laughs> Zero sympathy for you. Sorry. Whatever, Cryberry. Crybaby. Cryberry. That's a good rap name. Cryberry is a great Damn. rap name. Whatever. You know what I mean. Cryberry. Cryberry. It's like a schnozberry, but... Already did that bit. Oh, no, that's right, we did. (laughs) So, anyway, Captain's Log, here's the problem. We really didn't catch anything, actually, at all. Nothing was caught. No, nothing. Snappers were caught. A couple of snappers were caught. Mostly our hopes and dreams were dashed. Uh, We're just, you know, we're all very sad now. The fog has rolled in. It's now significantly foggy. The situation is not quite dire, but um, it's foggy enough that it's possible we won't make it back home. In which case, I just want to tell all those fish, I hate you. To my dying <laughs> breath, I hate you. I don't know why you give a free reign with a microphone. What are you talking about? I'm great with a microphone. Stuff is Now we know the mission. It's not just to catch a fish, it's to catch a keeper. We want to bring something home that can feed everybody. And that pretty much sums up Act One. But before we end it, let's get a little help from my friend, Ira Glass. Captain's log, day one, hour three. I don't know, and his captain has kind of turned into Ira Glass. I don't know if you hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on, hold on. All right. Captain's log, it's day one. Morale is down. We're not catching any fish. You know how it is. Today, we talk about stories who, of people who didn't care about the odds, who didn't care that people said couldn't be done, stuck to it, tried, some of them succeeded. Act one. Thanks, Ira. Act one's done, but there's a lot more to come after this. I used to think you'd come along. I hoped we could stalk butterflies in a magical forest and we could hunt trees. Days were never too long. You were the end of my solitude. I just want to take a minute to to tell you guys about some exciting things coming down the line for Homesteady. And by tell you about it, I mean hint about it. We have a really, really cool project we're working on, something that's very exciting. And we're going to announce it soon. I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you want to know first, Go to the website. Stop right now. Pause the podcast. Go to the website. This is homesteady.com. On the sidebar, you'll see a spot where you can sign up for the email list. Click that button. Sign up for our email list. If you're a big fan of the show, if you really love Homesteady and everything you get from it, just stop right now. Go join the email list. You'll be the first to know when we announce this upcoming project. So go to the website, thisishomesteady.com. 
And if you're not a huge fan, well, then keep listening. Maybe we'll convince you by the end of the show. But I'm talking to you super fans. Pause it right now. Sign up for the email list because you will find out first and you want to find out first. Okay. Back to the show. Act two. It's this part of the story where something major happens. It's referred to as the rising action or a moment of enlightenment. It's your road to Damascus. Suddenly, your whole world changes, and this is a very important part of your story, because this is where your protagonist... Who we all know is actually Mike, and not Austin, because, come on, Ladies and gentlemen, Accountant Mike in studio. I'm here. What's up? I'm going to tell the rest of the story. I'll let you have it if you do it as Ira Glass. Ooh. All right, challenge accepted. Ladies and gentlemen, in studio, Ira Glass. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, Check out MidwayUSA.com. This is Homesteady. Each week on our show, as you know, we choose a theme, tell you different kinds of stories on that theme. This week, the story of telling stories. Our show in three acts, we've reached Act 2. Act 2, one fish, two fish, red fish, stories. So as we're about to see... A lot's going to happen in this act. We've reached what's called a rising action. The protagonist is going to learn some things about himself. There's going to be a challenge set before him. Will he be up to it? You'll find out when our program continues. And it's not about puberty. <laughs> it totally sounded like Really? <laughs> Captain's Log, day two, 5.33 a.m. It's just Austin and I today. Lieutenant Brooks has decided he'd rather sleep than enjoy the sweet, sweet taste of victory. We press on without him. No luck as of yet, but we're both feeling optimistic. The weather is pleasant, the water is warm, and life is beautiful. During our second act, we learn of a rising conflict in our protagonist. See, if you've ever read my bio on the website, thisishomesteady.com, you know that I used to be a surfer bum. Before I ever was a hunter or a fisherman, before I ever shot a gun or slaughtered a chicken, I would follow big waves around. Whenever a big storm was coming up the coast, I'd be there first, paddling out. Surfing was what I did. During our trip, a hurricane came up the coast, and with it, a beautiful day of surfing. 
As we're out there fishing, I could hear the waves crashing from miles away. I couldn't ignore that call. Would I be able to stick it out and catch a fish, or was I going to give in and go grab my board? Captain's Log, day two, 5.41 a.m. Austin has demoted himself to gondolier, but unfortunately the sound of the crashing waves in the distance seems to be distracting him from the matters at hand. He's casting out into the middle of nowhere for no reason. He's spinning in really quickly. He's just looking at where the waves are with longing eyes of passion. I fear we may lose him soon. This is quickly becoming a surfing morning. For six, what time is it? Uh, right now. 5.53. Nice. One definite way to tell if you're having a bad morning fishing is if somebody asks what time it is. If you're out there in your boat and you're reeling one in after another, you're slamming them, you don't pay attention, that's when you show up home late and you get in trouble. <laughs> but when someone starts asking the time, they're bored. They're saying, boy, bakery opens in a half hour. Yep. Cinnamon bun sounds really good right now. First mate gondolier driver Austin looks like he might be suicidal. Or at the very least, daydreaming about why he should be surfing and not fishing. More on that later. <laughs> Captain's log, day two, 5.55 a.m. Austin, the gondolier, first mate driver, has now set us on a collision course for a crane. Crane is wise, though. I'll get the net. I'll get the net. You just film. Okay. All right, guys. First fish of the trip on. Oh, yeah. Feels like he's undressed. Don't know if he's a keeper. Won't be able to see it yet. He's going in. Oh, he's coming up. He's coming up. He's coming up. Get it. Oh. And he goes to the surface. Did you notice what just happened? We went quiet. Maybe you've never noticed this phenomenon before, but it happens every time someone's about to pull a big fish on the boat. The boat goes silent. Everybody quiets down. And the whole world seems to get focused. You're standing at the edge of success. Another second more, and you'll have it. But right before you get that fish in the net, or right before you let that arrow fly... Everything gets quiet. It's the calm before that storm of adrenaline that rushes in with success. Yeah, boy! There he is. <laughs> Finally! Oh, man. Finally. All right, everybody. Captain Blog. Day two, all day yesterday, no fish, 
come out this morning during prime time. We didn't get many bites. Look at that. That is a pretty striper. That's a fish. That's my favorite fish right there. Okay. All right, get, ready to let get, it go? Hold on. Hold on. Thank you. Okay, let him go. Fish on, fist pound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's something. Captain Slog, second day, 6.08 a.m. I'm going to give it over to First Mate Austin for a minute. He's got something to say. Real Captain Slog, 6.07. <laughs> Had a sweet bite. Caught a, I don't know, how big was that thing? Probably two feet, I'd say. Sure. Probably two and a half feet. <laughs> I'd say it was about a three-foot striper. <laughs> totally a keeper. Psych. Not a keeper, but um, nice fish, good fight, and we got it all on film. So go to the website, <laughs> shameless plug, um, this is homesteady.com to see it. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I got a fish. This is the part in our character arc where our protagonist realizes that he might be able to pull this off. He sees potential, hope, and so does the audience. But it also marks the beginning of the end. Just when you've hit that peak, when all looks like it will be solved. All right, everybody, day two, got one fish in the boat. The bite is really slow this morning, and the waves are perfect, big waves. So, seeing as I am not actually doing this to feed my family, <laughs> I am going surfing. Accountant Mike is going for coffee. So, uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. At We're going to go tomorrow to a new pond, because this pond has been... Unproductive and uh, stupid. The new pond, we could catch flounder or stripers. So, two days in, they've caught fish. Austin decides to go surfing. But what's next? They catch their keeper, they eat some sweet bass. We'll find out when our program continues. I don't speak Japanese. Okay, so we're going to remind you now. Take a break. Pause the show. Maybe you were driving last time. I get it. You don't want to text and drive. Now it's time to pause. Go to the website, thisishomesteady.com. On the sidebar, click, click join the email list. Punch in your name. Give us your email. You will know first about our exciting project coming up. But there's more. When you join the email list, you're going to get a little gift from us. Do you like this song that's playing? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Anyways, punch in your email, and you're going to get a little gift from your buddies at Homestead. Did you know that Accountant Mike played the banjo? Okay. Did you go and do it yet? I'll wait. All right, let's get back to the show. This week on our show, as you know, we have stories of catching fish, 
Stories of almost catching fish. Stories of stories of fish. Stories about catching many fish. Lots of fish. Act three. I still don't understand why Austin gives you free reign with a microphone. Oh, but I'm just, I'm helping him do the podcast. That's very good. What, you don't like my hourglass? No, it's a wonderful hourglass. So you do a good hourglass. Do I just, maybe it's enough. Do you, do you think I fool people on the radio? Um. No. It's a, it's a good job. <sighs> you do a good job. All right, fine. Well, all right. Well, then how about you do act three then? All right. All right, fine. Hi, everyone. I'm Leanna. I'm accountant Mike's wife. And we've reached act three. Our character arc needs to come to a resolution, and that conflict needs to come to some dramatic end. It's the point where Cinderella gets her prince, Charlie gets a chocolate factory, or, in a way Austin and Mike might be able to relate to better, the giant of unrivaled skill comes to utter defeat. Act 3. Okay, off we go. I couldn't find the call of Paris, so I just got paper towels. Beautiful. Oh, oh roll. Goodness, I did not sleep enough. No. Oh, man. I kept tossing and turning and couldn't That's sleep. I had to get cooked for war. And then at four, I woke up and went to the bathroom. I feel fine from last night. Oh, boy. Chilly morning. Yeah, it's cold. Oh, man. Uh, I'm actually, like, not at all bummed that... Tomorrow, <laughs> we won't have the option to go fishing at oh. four in the morning because I'm freaking tired. Yeah, me too. I want to be sure you caught what I just said. I'm glad tomorrow we won't have the option to go fishing because then we don't have to go. But nobody's forcing us, nobody's got our arm behind our back making us say uncle. Why are we doing this if we're so tired? Maybe if you're an outdoorsman, you can relate to the guilt. When you're on the trip, you need to go fishing. If you're on a hunting trip with your buddies in hunt camp, you need to go hunting. Until you're successful, that guilt rides you to keep going forward. You can't be the guy that sleeps in that morning. Nobody wants to be that guy. Me and Mike are both exhausted, but we're both still pushing ourselves. This third and final part of the story... The third part of our story arc is referred to as the descent, and you can hear it in our voices. We have descended, and we are heading <laughs> towards the end. Said, babe. <laughs> I brought a jug of water too, just in case. Just in case we get. Just in case we get very thirsty. Beach run. What's that called? Beach run. Ah, uh, brain not working. <laughs> beach run. Uh, beached. Beached. Shipwrecked. Oh. <laughs> beach Summer run. Beach run. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. Captain's log. We are beach run. <laughs> I mean shipwrecked. So we decide to go to a new pond. It's a chance at something different. We could catch different type of fish here. Uh, We could have a better opportunity here. We used to fish this pond a lot more. And this pond is known for having a lot of topwater action. So you'll see a lot of fish hitting all around you. It keeps the excitement up. And on a morning where you're just feeling beat, 
Nothing will help you get excited more than some fish hitting top water. Ooh, that was it. Striper. Right over there. Uh, 12 o'clock from my pole. First, first splash of the day, boys. Oh, way out there, there's one. Whoa, right there. See that? There's, we're here, man. Not a good spot now. Big striper. We are now fishing in the channel. There's a high chance of catching that fish. Things are going well. Oh, fish, man! Fish! Yeah! All right. And on camera, son. Oh, he's good tight, he's good no, he got him up. No, no. Oh, that was a big one, dude. That was a big one. That was a big one. Oh, dude, that was a big. Oh. Ugh. I just had a big old fish bite, big splash on camera. Everything was going perfect. And then the stinking thing came off. Oh man, I hate that. That was a big striper. Did you see that? Oh, it was a big fish. I don't know what happened. I just didn't get a good hook set or... Oh. Hate that. Can't even believe that, man. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, man. It's going to take like a keeper to make me recover from that one because he looked like one. This is good. This is what I was hoping for, an exciting morning, you know? Yeah. Oh, that can't be the way it ends, though. <sighs> this is the worst. To have been so close and to lose the fish, we would have been better off sleeping in. We would have been better off having no bites. To see a big fish on the end of the line. And then that line goes slack. There's something about being so close to success. In the 1950s, Disney released an animated version of the story of Paul Bunyan. They take the viewer through the tall tale, showing all the problems that Paul and Babe fixed, all the good work that they did. They set up that hope for the viewer. You think Paul is going to do this. He's going to revolutionize the logging industry. And for about 30 minutes or so, you really care about the logging industry in the Upper Peninsula. All seems to be going good until someone shows up to town. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. 
At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. They have a fight. They decide the only way to solve it is a contest. They put it all on the line. You with your big axe and old foggy ways. I'll show you what I can do with this axe. I dare you to try it. Oh, big caster. Oh, my morning, like, chi is gone. Uh, that one fish loss is just, like, plummeting my mood. Like, oh, yeah, you woke up at 4 o'clock, right? Yeah. You lost that one giant fish that just bit? Reward Oh, you can't set the hook right? Well, we tried. There's hey, something about being so close. Oh, wait. In the Disney version of the story, we come in with our narrator measuring the two stacks of wood. He's measuring to see who won. And the way the Disney version tells it, first he measures Paul's. He stretches his tape up on Paul's stack of wood. 240 feet. Even. Then he goes over to the other guys. And with a tear in his eye, he reads. And one quarter inch. The fact that Paul was so close to victory makes it all the worse. This, that better not be how this trip ends. <laughs> well, folks, it's the end. It's 8 o'clock. We got to head back to the house. Three days, three f- sessions. We had three bites. I don't think you need to ask Accountant Mike whether or not he's giving this saltwater trip a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's a thumbs down. I said they didn't need to ask. Well, okay? I'm Thanks. I'm saying because, goodness, it's a bad one. <laughs> well, anything is better than this. Literally do anything else. <laughs> and I lost probably a keeper this morning. Oh, that's... Oh, oh, ah! <laughs> Oh, I am so mad. <laughs> that just is making me so mad. Oh. What an awful way to end the week. With m- losing a big fish. I haven't lost... I haven't lost a big fish in a long time. Yeah. At the end of and Disney's like version of the story, the narrator comes in as Babe yeah, and Paul, man, the two giants, head off into the wilderness. And he tries to console you, telling you not to be sad for them. 
that they're up in Alaska somewhere having a good time and somehow that causes the aurora borealis. See, Disney knows when you tell a story with a sad ending, you still have to give your audience a reason to go home happy. And when you're an outdoorsman who spent your whole week and failed, all you want to do is go home happy. This drive home, we're navigating our way through the channel. It's just me and Mike. We've done this year after year. Every year we go out and we try and we give it our best. And usually we're successful. But when the trip's over, we know there's about 350 some odd days in between us and another chance at doing this. As we navigate our way through the channel back to the boat ramp, we're trying to do the same thing that narrator does. We're trying to tell ourselves it's okay. We're going to go have fun somewhere else. But we all know how we really feel. Every outdoorsman knows how it feels to leave the woods on your last day, to leave the river on the last morning, and to go home empty. And that's why the story of Paul Bunyan is a legend. taking a moment here we didn't catch keeper oh yeah so like your wife called us giants of unrivaled skill yeah totally i know does that make me the giant and you the blue ox or <laughs> i think i think you're the giant and i'm the skill but you're the sidekick of this show that makes you big oh, i am not the sidekick of this show are you kidding me you're, you're i am the skill of the show 27 you are the giant <laughs> 27% of the audio. Oh, whatever, big You mag. take like 15 megs out of the 30. 15? That would be half. Yeah, it's half, exactly. That's you do the See? numbers. Bam, what happened? <laughs> so, dude, seriously, what happened? Some years we go and we slam them. Right? We've eaten yeah. fresh fish. Oh, We've yeah. had Catch, flounder. Mm, every day, three, four day. Good times. Fed everyone. But this was not one of those years. Stories don't always have happy endings. 
What do we want to tell about stories? Man, I don't know. That we just we sometimes they end horribly. Just because you're a loser doesn't mean you have a bad story. And you know what proves it? Do you know, Alch? Us losers. The listeners that are still listening. Oh. You just listened to a whole show. Touche. About us <laughs> not just catching anything. Being bad fishermen. Being total and utter losers. Getting we up portray ourselves in the as the how-to guys, how to homestead, how to catch fish. Yeah. yeah. We went a whole week. We caught no keepers. Failure. And you listened to the end. Yeah. So, you know why we like Paul Bunyan? Because we're all losers. That's right. <laughs> we just called our listeners losers. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know that you're not We love to... you guys. Yeah, you know. That's it, though. You can tell a good story even if you're a loser. Yep. <laughs> That's the takeaway of this program. That's pretty program. much it. Like, you don't need good things to happen. I would say... Uh. We can't really top that. Yeah, pretty much, unless we had caught something. You can tell a good story, even if you're a loser. Well, Mike, I'm done. You end this one. Send people to our social media stuff. Send them to our email. Right, I'm right. going to go read a book on how to catch a sweet bass. <laughs> All right, people, that's it. It's the end of the show. We lost. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. So... I know that before Leanna said that we had enough Ira Glass, but I really been I, I've been working on it, you know. Like I go home at night and I I just I pour my art and my soul into it. So anyway, I'm just gonna. But I said I wouldn't do it, but uh, you know. Uh, our program today was produced by Homesteady. Special thanks to Austin, to Kendra, to Leanna, to Accountant Mike with his devastatingly good looks. Also, special thanks to the Martin family for their family vacations. Appreciate it. We love you guys so much. And we're sorry we didn't catch any fish. Homesteady is produced by Squash Hollow Farm. You can reach them at thisishomesteady.com or reach out to them on Facebook. And of course, special thanks to our founder, Mr. Austin Martin, who really hopes that you folks back home aren't saying, oh, this is so much fun. Oh, this is so really boring. I'm Accountant Mike back next time with more stories from Homestead. And the man with the mustache had a sweet go. Oh, hey guys. Sorry, just was humming that really cool song. Boy, I really wish I had that song on my iPod. Join the email list. And next month on Homesteady? Well, join the email list and find out. Oh, and do you want to know who won the knife? Join the email list. This is Homesteady.com. We'll see you next time.